Welcome to week eight NFL talk, GPP only, your favorite here in the house. We got Eddie P. We yo, got yo. Nick W. And we're hey, going to hey. kick it off. No cash talk. No cash talk. So since Eddie is on his so we're gonna we're gonna go to him first and let him get his two cents in and and let him give you his ideas and and let you know how he's looking at this data and breaking it down. Eddie, who'd you like? All right, guys. So uh, I got a few minutes here. I'm out on a little weekend family vacation, Halloween weekend. Kids weren't gonna go trick or treating, so figured we get an Airbnb out in nature and uh, you know kind of hang out as we're doing this. I'm sipping a nice uh, double IPA down down towards san diego so so i got a few hot takes but first i have to say you know uh we nailed a lot of the good picks last week and one thing we've never mentioned to these listeners before is that we play in a little friends league on FanDuel, friends mode and <laughs> me and matt had a big sweat going down to the wire uh last week and tyler lockett let me sneak it out by a point in the uh, late night hammer last night, so good game, man. I just had to throw that good out game. there and uh, and make sure uh, love it. Everybody heard about that one, but uh, it was a fun week last week. Like I said, I got a few minutes. Nick and Matt will take you through our picks by position, but um, I did think there were a few. And also, one main thing this week that I've seen is that we don't really know all these injury news yet. So this could be a week where honestly, you're like building your lineups Sunday morning. I mean, I think a lot of these uh, injuries are going to come down to game time decisions. I really didn't even see anything yet today, and we're recording this on Friday afternoon. So uh, just make sure you pay attention to the news this week. There might be some value opening up. I haven't seen that much yet. Is there anything that I missed, like, in the past few hours, guys? Uh, not that I've seen. I think Joe – the only thing I know is Joe Mixon got, was officially ruled out. Or not a fit, but he's ruled out, at least today. I don't know if he will upgrade, but most likely Giovanni Bernard will be taking that starting spot. So, so that's a big one. Um, but just make sure you guys are monitoring the news. Uh, like I said, you could uh, really like find some low-owned uh, leverage plays you know, Sunday morning, especially if everything's not going to be released until then. A lot of people set their lineups and forget it earlier in the week, and uh, you can gain a lot of leverage there. But I know everybody wants to pick, so I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna be out quickly. So first, uh, I, text, I texted you guys this one earlier today. So what do you guys think about this one? Uh, Garoppolo's cheap, right? So I don't know how popular he's going to be, but they're going to want to pair him with Ayuk or they're going to want to pair him with George Kittle. Um, and I think those are both great plays. But Kendrick Bourne is going to step right into that starting lineup. He's going to play a lot out of the slot. Uh, he's $900 cheaper than Ayuk. Um, what do you guys think about Brandon Ayuk as a GPP leverage play? Love it. Absolutely love it. He's probably going to be pretty popular based off of what we've seen in ownership. Um, Wait a minute! You're telling me you're telling me Kendrick Bourne is going to be popular in in uh, no I way. Ayuk Ayuk is going to be popular. I think oh yeah, Bourne yeah. Is, So maybe, I'm saying Bourne would be a good leverage play. Right, right, right. That's where I was going with this. Maybe I maybe I misspoke. I'm trying to rush yeah, through Bourne my picks. Will but yeah, be... <laughs> the pick is Kendrick. No, the pick no, is Kendrick no, 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 Bourne, Bourne is a leverage play. Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he. Uh, I think that is a good call. I do like them. I do like both. And I foresee Kendrick Bourne being the cheaper of the two Niner wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why he can't get, uh, you know, more points than Ayuk. You know, I think it's a great GPP play with much lower ownership, and it saves you nine hundred bucks. I mean, if 
I know we're not talking cash, but I definitely play Aok in cash. Um, but I think Bourne is a great GPP play. Now it's on to my my favorite weekly uh, Browns take. Uh, yes. So so we kind of missed last week. We did say Njoku and he scored. He didn't kill any lineups. The t- the the actual play was Bryant. I wasn't sure, and I probably should have explained more on the pod last week. I thought because uh, Njoku, um, you know, he's been in talks about trade demands and all this stuff. I thought they were going to showcase him last week, but they did play a lot of two tight end sets. They were both on the field a ton, but I'm actually not even going to talk about the tight ends. We all know Odell Beckham is hurt. Uh, I, Jarvis Landry is cheap, but he's been battling injuries and Baker Mayfield loves, loves, loves Higgins. So I think a lot of the ownership, I think a lot of the ownership is going to go to Bryant. And I think a lot of the ownership is going to go to Jarvis. Um, I know people know he's injured, but he's still 5,800. That's really cheap. But, I mean, Higgins, I think he, he's going to be the guy. And uh, I think that's a great GPP leverage play. I think he will still get some ownership, but just not as high as the other two guys. What do you guys think about Higgins? I kind of like it. I think it's good. Um, it's a good play. Higgins is a very cheap option, if I remember correctly. How much is pricing? I think he's 55. So he's, he's right around the same price as Jarvis. Saves you a few hundred. Um, yeah. I think that could pay off yep. the tournament. Higgins, 55, love the play. I think, you know, this Las Vegas-Cleveland game is definitely going to be a great game. I think they're two pretty evenly matched teams. And we saw Baker loves Higgins. I mean, I see it replicating this week, too. All right. And here, and I, I agree. And here, here's my last call. And this is my – maybe this is my Kanye gut feeling, even though I think he's going to be somewhat owned. I think uh, Darren Waller is the number one tight end play on the slate. I think he tops George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to be points per dollar and just points on the board. The best tight end play. The Browns are terrible at guarding tight ends. Um, He's getting all of the the target share, the air yards, everything from that team. And I think that people, while they know he's a great tight end play, they might pay up for Kittle. Or I think the more popular route is that people are going to be paying down a tight end, which would leave, uh, you know, not too many people playing Darren Waller. I think he's in a smash spot. Uh, he is probably, you know, my favorite top three plays of the day. Um, and, you know, I always like talking about tight ends and that Kanye gut feeling. So there it is. Darren, Darren Waller. He's, he's my pick this week. What oh, do you yeah. guys think about Waller? This week? Well, I think you're going to nail this one with the tight end call. Yeah, I think so too. We need, we need a good one. <laughs> we do. We're definitely going to have a good tight end call from Eddie for sure. Yeah. It's happening. All right, boys. Well, those are, oh, sorry, go we ahead. Were, yeah. I said we were so close yesterday. I mean, last week with Bryant. I mean, he was the guy. I think he was in the winning lineup. So. Yeah, I mean, he was like under 5% owned in tournaments. So, um, But yeah. that's it, boys. Those are my three hot takes. I'm going to listen to the rest of the show uh, once it's posted. And I uh, can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, let's get it this week. Let's get it. Cash money. All right, peace let's out. Let's get it. Win some cash. Take it easy, Eddie. All right. We should have asked him what his favorite stack was, but we'll just get right into it. How about that? Let's yeah, get into those GPP to. stacks. Got a lot of yeah, plays. Yeah, a lot of plays. Who's your favorite stack this week? You want to kick it off? Oh, we're going to start it early with the favorite yeah. stack. I mean, look, I know who you're going to say, so I'm not going to say. Who take am I going to say? Uh, I, I mean, why would you not go with your Niners? That's interesting for sure. It's interesting. I am intrigued. I, I mean, uh, is that, you know, if you're going to, you, I want you to talk about your Niners. But ultimately, 
I love this Aaron Rodgers stack. I mean, I think he's going to be lower owned than Mahomes. I think it might be the second highest owned stack. But Minnesota and Green Bay love to go toe-to-toe. It's one of those rivalries that, you know, they'll play hard. Even though Minnesota's not playing well, they're going to play hard against Green Bay. They're not going to want to get swept by Green Bay this season. I really like it. I think Rodgers plays really well. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I love the Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Maybe just stay with Devontae Adams from what we've been seeing and then take a Thielen or Jefferson on the other side. That would be probably my favorite stack of the week so far. Um, I was going to ask, are you going with your 49ers, Matt? Or are you going to you going to pivot? For this week, I am going to play some Niners. It's not my favorite. Um, I am more leaning towards playing Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and running it back uh, with the Adam Thielen. I, yeah. I do like that. Um, I think that those are going to be pretty, you know, th- that's probably going to be pretty cashy, you know, or chalky. So, yeah. If you wanted to take a shot on, I think this one kind of is pretty interesting and it should be a game, but I, I do like that Minnesota side of the ball a lot. Uh, playing Kirk, Jefferson, yeah. and um, Thielen and running it back with Adams. I think that would be a pretty interesting stack. And unique enough that so much ownership is going to go to Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, you know, the, that range yeah. of quarterbacks. I foresee that being a pretty good one. Um, and I'd say that my favorite stack of the week is Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen. Um, it just seems to be the easiest. It's the most expensive, but it's the easiest yeah. to me. Um, I think that yeah. another good one is to put Joe Burrow in a lineup with uh, with a um, uh, put Joe Burrow, AJ, AJ Brown, Brown uh, Boyd, Boyd, and T Higgins, because the yeah. defense for uh, Tennessee is not. Very- uh, against passing in general, they give up a lot of points. So I foresee this game being pretty uh, high scoring, and I think it kind of is um, going to be one of those games that we look at it on the schedule, and people are going to kind of overlook it. Uh, and I think Joe Burrow is a great way to go after coming off a huge week of 34 points, and he's going to continue it this week. I think the Tennessee is going to give a bunch of points. I think a good way to do it is instead of running it back with A.J. Brown, run it back with uh, Derrick Henry. And uh, that would be probably my Ooh. favorite stacks. And then I think that's kind of like the cheap quarterback options. Um, if you want to get creative, do Derek Carr, Ruggs, and Waller, and then run it back with – Well, that's exactly that, – that was going to be my second favorite stack. Uh, I love this Derek Carr stack. I think Cleveland gets up a lot of points um, to – wide receivers. I mean, it's going to be a good show. I mean, Las Vegas loves to score points and I know they like to run it with Josh Jacobs, but we're not at running back yet. Um, I think pairing Waller and Ruggs together uh, with maybe a Rashad Higgins, I think you could be saving a lot of money on that receiver end for a lot of value um, and then run it back with some high paying running backs or high salary running backs. So I really like Derek Carr, and I'm happy you mentioned that. But that's probably a, a top three stack for me as well. For uh, 4.03 Eastern time, which is at one, Michael Thomas was ruled out. So 
I'm not in on anyone. No surprise there. No surprise there. <laughs> I'm not on anyone New Orleans. But this does open us up uh, for running backs, unless you have anyone else that you can think of uh, quarterbacks-wise. I think we nailed it on the head pretty easily. I mean, you can take a shot at playing uh, Herbert, but like Eddie has said, um, playing in the Mile High City is always tough uh, to play in. So I kind of would be hesitant to do that, but I would yeah. say that that is viable. Um, you know, also, lastly, you know, I think it's going to be really low owned because of the opposing ranking in the passing game mm-hmm. that I think can play really well is Jared Goff. Yeah. I think he's sneaky, really sneaky this week. Um, and a lot of people are not going to see him because Miami has played. I'm pretty sure they've played the Jets twice. And that's why their opposing rank is 10th. And they absolutely destroyed the 49ers when Garoppolo wasn't really fully healthy. So that's where their defense kind of comes into equation at that 10th overall. And I think a lot of people are going to see that and they're going to say, okay, no, I don't want to go to Jared Goff this week. But I really, really think that he could be one of those low-key guys that if you pair him with Cup and Woods, and then maybe run it back. I'm not loving Devontae Parker, but maybe run it back with Preston Williams, save some salary there. Uh, I mean, that's a really low-key, low-owned lineup that can do very well on a GPP if it pays off. Yeah, I agree um, with but, I agree with that, and I like golf this week. I don't like running it back with anyone on Miami. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I'm not a huge fan of it I either. I kind of like uh, playing the running back on the Rams, whoever you you dealer's choice if you think it's cam acres day uh i'd go ahead but for me i'm like goff and the rams i just not sold on them scoring touchdowns through the air um it could go anywhere like it's too random that offense is way too random for it to be a viable in a dfs perspective um so i I like the running game from the rams but um yeah I, i think that that's a good call in a GPP where not many people are going to play him and not many people are going to look that way. Um, I just think that there's a lot of really good players uh, and maybe, just maybe, hear me out, Tua Tagovailoa. What do we think of Tua? I think he's – Tua's awesome. You know, I love him as a player. I love him as a guy. Um, but I just have no idea. This Rams defense is hard. Uh, they're a really tough defense, and your first game as a starter in the NFL, and you're going up against probably the best defensive player in our generation on the line? Ah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can tell you he's going to be loaned. I can tell you that um, he's a wild card. Uh, do I think he's going to have a QB one day to be in a winning lineup? I don't think so. Um, I just can't really tell you. There's not a lot on – I'm just not huge on him. Like I said, I, I'm rooting for him. I'll be rooting for him on Sunday. But I just – from a daily fantasy perspective, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I'm not going to play him either just because he's playing the Rams. But I do like him as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, to me, he's yeah. very viable to play. Uh, I think yeah. that the other thing to note um, in that game is, you know, if you're looking at it, from playing Jared Goff, I wouldn't play the tight ends. Um, I believe Higby didn't play last week. He's still questionable. 
and he's going to be a game time decision. So I'm not quite sure what that means. And I don't like having the 1 PM um, game. I guess you'll know in the morning, but uh, I do like if Higby is out, I will say this. I think Gerald Everett is a quality tight end that is going to get overlooked. Um, So if you're going to make a Ram stack, that's going to be low owned. Um, In general, I wouldn't, you know, go out on a limb and say, Hey, Robert Woods and Cooper cup are both 7,000. You know, that's expensive. That's 14,000 for two wide receivers. If you're not really interested in paying, you can go down and pay for a hit on a Everett Everett and Everett at four, four, five. Yeah. So that's where I was like, you could save some cash there and you have a pretty viable low on stack. And I don't know how many people are going to play Everett, assuming it's going to be around 5% um, if Higby's out. So I think that that's one way to go. However, there's so many good tight end options that you, you can, not go wrong in any sort of sense. Um, yeah. But yeah. You know what, Matt? I, I truthfully think that um, I think a good strategy in this, if you're going to look at Gerald Everett, is play a cheap or play an expensive defense with Gerald Everett in your lineup. And let's say Higby is, let's say Higby is in and you need to spend up. Well, spend down on your defense because, We'll talk about defenses later, but there are some a lot of good value defenses. Um, at least a couple. I see one in particular um, at that 3,600, 3,700, you know, around that area. Uh, hint, hint. Uh, but I think then you just flip them. Uh, you spend up for Higby and you spend down on defenses. I think that could be a good strategy if you don't know the status of Higby going into this week or going into Sunday. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. A hand, um, it's definitely tricky. So we'll see. They are playing Miami. I don't know if they're going to force Higby to play. So definitely just look out and monitor the injury report. But it's just a a suggestion um, if you want to start playing Everett this week. Yeah, you know, I think that that is a very viable option. And you got to look at the injury report Mm because everything we could be saying right now gets thrown out if Higby's in. So. I like him. I like him this week, especially um, as I mean, like just as we're talking, there's more injury news coming out. Uh, So this kind of leads me into running backs. I'll give you relevant ones. Um, Since I already announced that Michael Thomas is out and well, did you hear the other one? Well, what's the other one? Aaron Jones. Yeah. I was about to, yeah, I was about to say that Aaron Jones is out, Yeah, but they, they priced up. Jamal Williams up to yeah. a point that is relatively 7,000. Yeah, relatively expensive, but he rushed it 19 times, five targets in the passing game. I'm okay with playing him. Um, but the other one mm-hmm. that I was going to mention is you know, we did talk about Michael Thomas being out, but now Allen Robinson is doubtful for this game, and so that's a big piece of information because now what is Chicago going to do? Are they going to continue to throw the ball? I think this game just has a whole bunch of running options in it where you have, you know, you could go with Montgomery or you could go with Kamara and you can be pretty happy in those results. Um, I think that we also need to monitor uh, what is going on with Dalvin Cook. 
He was a full participant in Friday's practice, and all signs point to him playing. So if you're gonna stack, if you're gonna stack Green Bay, which we both we both admitted that we liked it, you know, yeah. Aaron Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Devontae Adams, run it back with Dalvin Cook, and then just salary save in other places because I can give you a bunch of salary savers this week. Uh, we just named a couple and Everett and Higgins, and you can find some other ones that we're gonna go through uh, on this list. I think you can afford to pay up at running back. What do you think about paying up at running back this week? I love it. I mean, I truthfully think Derrick Henry is my favorite running back in the slate this week. Um, I know he's 9-5, and I know that's really expensive, but I really like when Tennessee's favored because they utilize him a lot to control the clock, and they control the speed of the game. Um, And they're going to utilize him in every form and every fashion um, against the Cincinnati defense, which is very so-so. I really like Kareem Hunt, too. Obviously, those are two big cash plays. Um, I like to spend up at running back, but just be aware that, you know, most of these guys are going to be high owned uh, and most of them are going to be in a, in a cash game and GPP, you'll probably see one, maybe two on a lineup. So I really think it's great to spend up, but it, there is going to be a lot of ownership, especially with Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara and Derek Henry. So um, I, I agree though. I'd like to caveat that a little bit. I don't think that, you know, the ownership is going to be so high above Hunt. I just think that people are going to play Kamara because he's Alvin Kamara and he's going to have to get every single touch again this week um, against the Chicago Bears defense. That might scare some people off, but he is viable because he's going to have every opportunity. And I think Dalvin Cook is going up against a pretty bad running defense uh, in Green Bay. So that's kind of interesting because you can stack him and Rodgers, and then you have all the scorers in that game. Well, besides to, add, to add to your point, um, I think Dalvin Cook is going to be the most low-owned out of those guys. And I think Probably. he has the most opportunity to do the best, maybe aside from Kareem Hunt and maybe Derrick Henry. Um, I, he's going to have a lot of opportunity in a high-scoring game. Yeah, I, I think that – those upper echelon of running backs are going to go lower owned because people are going to want to play Jackson and Brown, or, you know, they're going to want to play all these high end. They're going to want to play Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill. You know, there's going to be ways that you can salary save at the running back position that can get you up to Henry cook, Kamara hunt, you know, Jacobs, that range. You don't have to go and live in the six K range this week. In fact, I, I prefer you not to play, really anyone above six, five to eight K this week. I I mean, with the exception of Jacobs, obviously who's seven, eight, but I I consider him should be pretty undervalued due to, you know, injuries and stuff like that. And he's hasn't, hasn't had the best performances the last couple weeks. And I don't know if he's going to do that well against this Browns front line. So I'm kind of off him, but I do love hunt. I do love Kamara. I do love Cook. I love Henry. So if you were to pick one of those four and then match them with some of these, you know, below six, five guys, I would be kind of interested in that. In fact, Daryl Henderson is probably the leading candidate for me and the six K range. He's going to get a bunch of touches. They're starting to gravitate this offense more towards him than the other backs. Malcolm Brown, obviously, is the most trusted back, but the ones that they've been giving the ball on the goal line has been to Daryl Henderson. So I really love him this week. 
just not to, you know, to take all the, the great 6K plays, but I really love Le'Veon Bell this week. And let me tell you why. They're going up against the Jets. And if there's something that I have known for a very long time is that Le'Veon Bell is about to give away all of the, the playbook to the Chiefs. There's no way the Chiefs lose this week. There's no way. And I think Le'Veon Bell is going to get the opportunities because they're not going to want to play one running back the entire time. They're not going to want to do that. They're not going to want to play uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this matchup and risk him for long-term to play in the Jets. So I think there's going to be more opportunities for Bell, which makes him a pretty interesting play to me. Because in this Andy Reid offense, I don't know a whole lot about how the Chiefs run things, but I do know that Le'Veon Bell is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. He's definitely in the top three. I think Kamara is two, one, McCaffrey, three, Le'Veon Bell. I'll even go in that that far. He's that good. You could put him at wide receiver. And what does that do? Add another weapon for Andy Reid. Sign me up for Le'Veon Bell when he's really cheap in a game that should blow out, and they're going to be some backup time, which is Le'Veon Bell time. So I love Le'Veon Bell this week. I think he's a really great play. Um, And that's the guy that I want to look to in the 6K range with Henderson um, on the board there. Obviously, I think Jarek McKinnon is an interesting option, and I I didn't get a chance to touch on the Niners. Um, I do think that people are not going to play Jarek McKinnon. I think people are going to play Hasty. And it's because if you look at the last three weeks, you know, he hasn't played very much. And that's because they're not trying to rush him back in playing, you know, a starter's role. They have so much talent across this running back position. But this week, they're going to need him against a Seattle team that is really a must-win game. And I think that he's going to get the ball more, and he's going to be very low-owned. People aren't going to want to play him because of the past performances. I don't think that that should scare people off playing him. Obviously, they could go to Hasty, and I could eat crow on this one. But for me, I really love Jarek McKinnon, and uh, running him in this game would be kind of interesting. But um, that yeah. kind of sums up. Is there anyone that I missed? I mean, is there anyone? <laughs> I that... I don't think there is. It's possible to miss anyone. I think you missed. I I mean, I think a big guy that I mean Cincinnati's going to run. I mean Giovanni Bernard played very well last week and I think he's going to play well again this week they're going to utilize him in the passing offense um definitely um but I was going to say um I just think with the San Francisco backfield they are so unpredictable on who's going to get that start and that's what shined me away from going to either of those guys but do I think one of them will have a great game yes do I do I know which one not a chance (laughs) I'll tell you that straight up so um, I really, you know, I know a lot of people liked McKinnon last week and they thought he was the guy. Uh, and apparently he wasn't that week, but I totally get what you're saying. And I think it's a great point to add that, you know, San Francisco is absolutely destroying new England. You know, that performance by those Patriots were horrible and they didn't need McKinnon to play. So why wouldn't they give the rookie some more opportunity? Right. I mean, it seems very simple. But now you're playing against a team that can very well beat you and beat you bad. Uh, so in order to compete with them, they have to run their best foot and they have to put their best foot forward and kind of move with McKinnon. So I see like a 
70 to 75 percent chance that they're going to use McKinnon. McKinnon's going to be that guy. Um, totally, absolutely take if you're going to give a 70 percent chance, which is a very fair yeah. estimate. If 70 percent chance is the main guy this week, yeah, I want all the McKinnon because people yeah. are going to be scared off. And you know what, Hasting Hasty is five six this week. Yeah, you're about like a four hundred dollar difference between those two running backs. They're both going to be used into what fashion I don't I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that they're gonna need Jarek McKinnon this week. Hasty is a good back, and I, I wouldn't be against playing him at five six. He's cheap enough that you can go and play him and and if we're wrong about this and thinking that Jarek McKinnon isn't the guy, then we're wrong about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think he is an interesting play. But there's some other running backs that I kind of like to touch on. Um, I know we touched on Montgomery because Allen Robinson is out. If Allen Robinson's out, I think that that opens up a lot. Um, I think the Marshawn Lattimore treatment is going to head over to Anthony Miller, which means I don't want anything in the passing game except for maybe a Jimmy Graham. Um, I would be interested in playing Jimmy Graham, but that even is kind of scary to me. But in terms of the running back situation, Montgomery is going to get every touch he can in a game where they're missing their most thrown to guy. And David Montgomery is going to get pass catching opportunities. And if you're going to give him eight targets, you know, in this game and 19 carries, which is very, very. That's very fair. Yeah, that's very fair. I think that he is a great play, um, especially because they need him. They need him to be David Montgomery that they drafted that everyone was comparing him to like random ex NFL players. That was yeah. definitely not the mold that he is now, but um, I mean, they, they compared him to crazy things like Barry Sanders and, yeah. and Walter Payton. I'm like, what? He's a projected fourth round pick at Iowa state and, and they were all on him. So I, I really like David Montgomery this week and he saves you a ton of money to go up elsewhere. So yeah, I uh, like David Montgomery. my take with Montgomery is I would honestly, I think he's going to get value. Um, I personally don't know how I'm not, he's not a guy that I'm going to go after this week. He's going to be a guy that I'll have. And if I need value, he'll be there for me. That's kind of my take on it. I just, I'm not a huge fan of this Saints Chicago game. I, you know, both, you know, I, I, the Saints haven't shown it, but they're defensively strong. Um, to a point they were a lot last year. And I know this Chicago offense is, there's a lot of pain points <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but like I said, the guys that I like, I love Giovanni Bernard. I think he's a great value too. Um, it's all depends. You know, if my lap needs a hundred more dollars, I'll pay it for Giovanni. If I need less then I'm going to pay down for David Montgomery. So I like both options. I think they're both really good in the situation they're in, but I think each of them have to fit with your lineup from my perspective. Um, and I know Matt, you were a little off on Josh Jacobs. I actually really like him this week. I think he's going to be, you know, I think the last two weeks he's played against really rough run defenses. I know Tampa Bay and Kansas city where they couldn't really run too much, but, and he did play really well against Kansas city. So uh, Buffalo and then New England and New Orleans. So th- they had a tough schedule. I think it's going to lighten up a little bit with Cleveland. And, and my take with John Gruden is he likes to establish the run. He likes to take the ball out of people's hands, uh, quarterback's hands. Uh, Baker, I mean, you know, it's Baker. 
but I really, I like this play. I think Josh Jacobs sees the end zone at least once. Um, for 78, he's definitely more of a wild card at that spot uh, because, you know, what if Las Vegas goes down? They're going to have to pass the ball. So I, I do like Jacobs in this spot. I don't love him, but I like him, definitely. Um, I'm going to tell you a guy that I really, really love, uh, $500 less, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I, I know people are like, hey, you know, he hasn't performed to the point where we hope he would. But, I mean, they're playing the Detroit Lions. And Indy, if they're smart, they would establish their run game because they have such a great offensive line and they could absolutely blow Detroit out of the water, manage the game, take clock away, take it out of Stafford's hand and win the game very easily if they play their cards right. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do there, but I do really, really like Jonathan Taylor at seven, three. I think he's in a smash spot against this Detroit team, especially with Phillip rivers being Phillip rivers. I'm not sold on him either. So uh, I really like this play. I would say, you know, contradictory to what a lot of people are saying, I'm not super sold on Alvin Kamara this week too, to be a number one or two running back. Um, I'm not sold on it. I don't like the game. I don't like the matchup. Um, I might fade a lot of the New Orleans and Chicago game. Uh, that's just my preference. I don't see it being super high scoring. Both offenses are decent. I know the Bears are way below average, and their defenses, Bears are way above average, and New Orleans is, a, I would say, average to above average. So it's definitely interesting to see what's going to happen with that game, and I'm kind of fading away from it more than I would others. Um, I do like Jamal Williams at that 7,000 range. I think you know he's going to get a lot of opportunity, and we saw what Aaron Jones did against that Minnesota team. Uh, he absolutely torched it. I think he was, he put up what, 40 something points, I think 42 or something. And I just wanted, lastly, I want you guys to monitor Philip Lindsay's injury report. He is questionable, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be a game time decision against the Chargers. If he's a game time decision and they don't play him, I think we could see a little Melvin Gordon, um, I, especially for his price. You know, he's been shot down, you know, 6,700. I mean, that's a very good spot for a guy that's going to get a lot of opportunity against the, uh, the L.A. Chargers. So those, that's kind of my take on the situation. Obviously, we know the chalk plays, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Kareem Hunt, and then Cook. But other than that, I think there's a lot of good options down in this, uh, this slate. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And I think one of the uh, guys that, Okay, let me throw the caveat. The guy that has brought to you this year, DeAndre Swift, the guy that has brought to you Miles Gaskin, yep. the guy that brings you a, a Jarek McKinnon, I brought to you them. I bring you all these really cheap running backs that have been successful. I think I have four out of five. And last week was tough. Both – okay, this is what's crazy. I, I called the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Both Jackson and Kelly had eight points. So it was like if one of them was the main guy, then you would have had a a better situation. And I was assuming Jackson was going to be out. So I was wrong on that one. So that's the four out of the five. I will bring you one that no one is playing this week. And it is really, really good because I think I'm going to be over the field on all these and like an analysts that are saying, Avoid this team. Avoid that. 
I'm contrarian to them. I don't think that you should do that. And I'm going to stand on my soapbox and say, Mark Ingram is doubtful this week. So I really want to play J.K. Dobbins. Now, why do you want to play J.K. Dobbins, Matt? Well, let me tell you why. Because this team is going to have to run the ball to get better. They're going to have to. They can't rely on Jackson to do everything. In a game that should be a grinded out kind of a game, right? It's Pittsburgh versus the Ravens. These are two really great defenses in a game that should be pretty low scoring, that should not yield these big kind of numbers. I think you're going to have to run the ball. And you're going to have to run it between the two backs of Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins got nine rush attempts last week and four targets in the passing game. Now, to me, I think he could potentially get more than that because if you take away what Mark Ingram did in the last game, even though Mark Ingram keeps getting cheaper and cheaper, you take away his five rush attempts and you split it three and two, that means you're giving J.K. Dobbins 12 rushing attempts or more in a game. With Lamar Jackson, in a game where there's going to be a lot of running, I foresee J.K. Dobbins is going to be no percent ownership. And this is a guy that you should consider because he is 5-1. 5-1 so, Matt, I really like J.K. Dobbins. So, let me – I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be a big presence in that passing offense um, for Lamar Jackson. But let me show you this. Against Philly, the other guy – Gus Edwards had 14 rush attempts, right? I mean, he did nothing with those. But, hey, you know, he's 4,600. So, I think, he, I mean, you got some value there. I think Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball as well as other quarterbacks, and they rely on their run a lot. Um, I, I think one of those guys, you know, kind of gut feeling could be in the winning lineup. We just don't know. Uh, but I totally agree. I prefer, I prefer Dobbins. Yeah to Gus Edwards. Dobbins, they went out and got a second-round pick uh, and to get Dobbins. Dobbins was one of those guys that we saw him in the national championship game break out for 200-plus yards. Dobbins is the better back between the two. Now, if you were to say, okay, Gus Edwards is going to get 14 rush attempts, I believe you too. But from what I've seen and what I know about talent, I think Dobbins is more talented than um, Gus Edwards. And neither one of them really did anything against Philadelphia. But I think that if it's a back by committee, you want to go with the one that is going to be lower owned. And I think Dobbins will be lower owned uh, than Gus Edwards. Both of them are viable and going to be almost near no ownership. But I like Dobbins this week. If you were like, that's my, my Kanye gut feeling. Like lock it in JK Dobbins. this Yeah. Week. Love it. I think, I mean, those are definitely high-risk, high-reward plays, to be clear for everyone listening. Well, you got it. Exactly. We're not – we're the GPP GPP. show. We're not the cash game. I'm not telling you go put him in the cash (laughs) line. Exactly. I'm telling you. So, with that, no one's going to play him. Let's move on to wide receivers. Um, I can – I mean, obviously, we saw what Devontae Adams did. I mean, unbelievable. Had a monster day, and we saw someone even have a bigger day than that, and it was Tyler Lockett. Um, is is anyone stand out to you on this slate that you're like, you know what, I think this guy's going to have another major day, or he's going to break out? 
Well, it just kind of depends on what San Francisco is doing. Um, I know a very popular play this week is going to be uh, DK Metcalf. I mean, like, if you were to tell me that people, you know, correspondents and zealots like this Seattle stack, they really do. It's it's one of the, you know, ones that people want to play. And they want to play Lockett and they want to play DJ Metcalf. It's very viable. Um, I would say that DJ Metcalf is going to be a really good play. Um, it all depends on the injury report of the Niners. If Richard Sherman is back, um, then I'm probably going to, you know, say one of those two wide receivers you should fade um, just because of everything going on. And I, I personally believe. Richard Sherman is actually a really great cornerback that people, you know, kind of sleep on. And he's the heart and soul of that Niners team. If he's back this week, then I wouldn't play any one of them. Um, And it looks like he's back this week. So I think that he's going to guard Lockett. And if he's on Lockett, then I want DJ Metcalf. But if he's on Metcalf, I want, I want the other way, vice versa. So, um, I personally believe that this team is going to have a tough time stopping the Seattle, uh, the Seattle, uh, you know, juggernaut of a passing attack. I'll tell you that juggernaut, (laughs) but I just, I like, I'm really prevy to fading all Seattle wide receivers because you have Jason Verrett, who was a pro bowl cornerback before he got injured with the chargers is now the second quarterback for the Niners with Richard Sherman. I think if that's going to be a popular play, then I want no part of Seattle this week um, in a game that should be very, you know, it's these games with Seattle and the Niners are never like these huge home run fest, 40 points, 40 points. You know, it's always like a 24 to 21 game. It's never, you know, the, the scores are always in the 40s. It's never in the 60s plus which is what you're looking for, which is what I see Minnesota Green Bay being, which is what I kind of see yep. um, Cincinnati, yep. Tennessee being. You know, I, I, I see that those games are ones that I would go after more. So um, I needed to speak on DJ Metcalf. I think that Seattle is out of play for me. And I think they're going to draw a ton of yep. ownership. And then that's perfect because let the ownership go there. Um, and let me have the opportunity to play A.J. Brown. Let me have the opportunity to go out and play Thielen. Let me go out and have the opportunity to go play yeah. elsewhere. That's my kind of thought process um, is avoid Seattle top end. Wide I wholeheartedly agree with you. I know I just said Seattle has a juggernaut offense, but the 49ers have probably, aside from that Miami game, one of the best defenses in the NFL, even with the injuries they have. So – I'm not on Tyler Lockett. I'm not on DK Metcalf at all this week. Look, Tyler Lockett did really well because they switched Cordell Patterson. No, not not Cordell Patterson, Patrick Peterson um, to DK Metcalf in like the first three snaps of the game. And once they did that, DK Metcalf was taken out of the game and Tyler Lockett got all the targets. And yeah, I mean, he did great and props to people who picked him, but I just don't see that happening again against a much, much, much better defense. So I really just am fading that San Francisco-Seattle game. I would say my favorite game, we're both on that same page, is that Minnesota-Green Bay game. 
my second favorite, I think he, AJ Brown, I think is in a great spot too. I like, I know they're going to use Derrick Henry in the ground game 100%, but they're going to pass the ball and it's going to go to AJ Brown. It's going to go to Corey Davis. It's going to go to Johnny Smith. But I think AJ Brown has been Tannehill's favorite target since he's been back. So I, AJ Brown is just, I think a fantastic play at seven, five. I think if you go down a little more, I do love Tyler Boyd again. I think he's in a great spot and I think he can play really well in that situation. And obviously we, we like Rashad Higgins, but don't sleep on T Higgins as well. Uh, also in a great spot. So it depends how Tennessee wants to play this game. Mike Vrabel, Vrabel, there we go. Um, is <laughs> he's going to throw a lot at this rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. He's a very smart coach. And I don't know how Joe Burrow is going to do, but I think there's definitely going to be passing involved. And I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, it, it was kind of funny to note that Tennessee actually used to be a very, very good defense. And they used to keep teams very low scoring. Uh, and now they're like this offensive juggernaut and this poor defense. So definitely interesting to me. Uh, and then, to add on to one more point, if we're fading the Seattle receivers, I actually really like the San Francisco receivers. Um, I do like Ayuk. I know Eddie was talking about Bourne. I like both of those guys a lot. I mean, we saw what the tight ends are going to do, uh, Waller and Kittle, but I think these running backs are going to be utilized. I mean, these wide receivers are going to be utilized in a lot of different ways. Um, obviously, so, I'll, I'll speak to that. Yeah. I'll speak to I'll speak to that. I think if you're looking for uh, explosive, you know, game breaking plays, you go IU. If you're looking for a little bit more consistency, you need you need a guy that's going to get you eight points. I'd look to Bourne. Um, I personally am not going to play Bourne. I've seen enough of him. He could come through uh, pretty well this week, considering how many injuries. But let's not forget that the big target share and the big hawk is going to be. George Kittle. Yep. So he's going to get the majority of the lion's share. The next biggest lion's share is Ayuk. And then I think uh, Bourne is going to get the leftovers. So I could see him getting six to seven targets um, this week. But I just don't see him, you know, breaking one for a huge gain and, and getting me the kind of points that are needed to win tournaments. I personally am going to stand on my soapbox and be like, Brandon Ayuk is a great play. Great play. The only problem is that you have a guy that's right next to him in Marquise Brown, and he could be yeah. a very good play in a game that should be, um, you know, pretty low scoring. But I just don't see really like the Niners. Everyone is so excited to stack them, but I just think there's better ways to go about it. Um, whether it's going to uh, playing Cincinnati and playing those guys over there. I, I just don't see this game being, you know, this upper echelon of scoring um, in in a matchup that should be pretty defensive-minded between two teams that need a win. I know if you look at last year as an indication of what kind of uh, games that you're going to see, last year the, Seattle, the 49ers and Seattle Seahawks, they played really tough against each other, and it's always been close games. Um, I don't think that we had – a huge track meet one. The 49ers only played one track meet game and that was against uh, the saints, which they scored 80 points between both the teams, 80 plus. So I think it's, it's probably going to be 
uh, in the 20s. I just don't see uh, each team implied total going above 28. So uh, for that reason, if there's four touchdowns, I would think that the viable plays for that game, if you're looking to play it, which I would say go elsewhere, go to a different game, go to that Tennessee Bengals game, go to the Raiders Browns, go to the Vikings Packers. I would even say play Chiefs. You know, those are games that I think are more viable than playing uh, Seattle and the Niners. It's just such a weird kind of tough matchup that, you know, people don't really like uh, to have, you know, a defensive kind of game. So personally, I'd say Ayuk, Kittle, very in play. Um, If you're asking me if it's my favorite stack, it's not. Um, but it is one that you can do, and it's really yeah, cheap. I, I totally agree. Um, and then, I mean, I would just add two guys to the plate. I mean, I think both on our, we both say that, uh, speaking for Bert and I, that I think Henry Ruggs is going to go absolutely off. I think he, he's a great player mm-hmm. this week, and he's probably my me top like three receiver play, aside from any sort of value, aside from any sort of salary. I really, really like him. And I also, I mean, I think he's going to get overlooked a lot. I know this Kansas City stack is probably the top stack and most likely in highest projected ownership, but I really do like Tyreek Hill. I, I know they're not going to pass a lot in the second half, but I think the Chiefs score a minimum of 30 points. And I know he's gotten in the end zone every single week aside from that Bills game when it was pouring. And I think they ran the ball like, what, 500 times. <laughs> and that was, And he did get targeted in the end zone. So, I mean, I, I just think that he's he's going to get in the end zone again. I think he's going to be one of those guys that can get you between 15 and 20 points, what he does every single week usually. So I, I like him. I think he's going to be a very consistent guy. You could play him in a cash game. I think he's one of my favorite cash game play. Um, but I think in a GPP, you're going to get consistency from him. So I don't see a boom play, but I see consistency. And – yeah, I tend to I tend to agree with that for sure. He's my favorite yeah. play. So, with that, I mean, um, unless you get any more wide receivers, I know I have a, a gut feeling coming up later. Uh, but I don't. We don't need to talk about it now. This is actually one of the few weeks I could tell you this tight end or this tight end one of the best slates of the football season so far, just because there's a lot of opportunity for these guys. Um, uh, who do you like? I mean, we all know we love Kittle, but is there anyone else over there that you think could be a great play? Um, at yeah. tight end, I just wanted to really touch on. Uh, we talked about rugs, but if you're going to play rugs, consider Higgins and Landry, um, and maybe even Peoples Jones. Although I'd say if you you have Higgins and Landry, you should just uh, you should just keep it from there. Um, Higgins and Landry should be in a good spot. That game should be really high scoring. So I'd say look at some of those Browns wide receivers. Look at Cincinnati's wide receivers. Look at Tennessee's. Look at um, you know Patrick Mahomes and his brigade of wide receivers. Uh, as far as tight ends, the one clear cut best tight end on the board for me is Kittle. Kittle is going to get the most targets out of all these upper echelon of tight ends. When you take out Debo out of the offense and you have to put in um, a 
and you have to put in, um, you know, a you a born into the two wide receiver spots. It just screams to me that you're going to see the game that he had against Philadelphia, where he gets 15 targets, and they're going to have to use him a ton in this game. So. I love George Kittle, even though I just went on a rant about the Niners. I think that he is very, very, very – Yeah, I was going to – I obviously, I love Kittle. I know you do too. Um, I don't think he's too far in front of everyone because I really like Waller too. I think Eddie has a great point. Uh, Las Vegas, he's their favorite guy to target. Uh, this Cleveland secondary is not that great. I think he's going to have a great day too. Um, do I think Kittle finishes above above Waller? Yes, I do. But I think they're going to be closer than you think. Um, I like both of them a lot. And don't sleep on Travis Kelsey. Um, he's one of those guys who could easily have two touchdowns. And like I was saying earlier, Kansas City is going to score probably 30 to 40 points, maybe 35. You know, who's the ball going to go to? I know at least one, maybe two are going to be rushing. That's 14 of the 35. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I could see Kelsey getting in. I could see Hill getting in. One of them should be getting in twice. Um, I don't see why not. So I don't know. I think Kelsey's probably to three, Waller two, Kittle one. Um, but remember, these are all very expensive tight ends. I was going to say, Matt, do you have anyone that's value this week? Yeah. I have a couple of value that I wanted to point out. I already talked about him earlier, but Everett, if um, all this is injury report determined, um, but if Higby's out, Gerald Everett becomes a really great play. Um, As far as other value spots, you can go to Bryant. Bryant's a great play Mm -hmm. at 5K uh, in that game, and he should draw less ownership than some of these other players in that game. Um, I know he had a huge week last week. And people were really on him catching two touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to have as big of a role um, as he did last week in the passing game. But he is the number one tight end there. So I do like him this week. Um, I think that we are sleeping on Jimmy Graham pretty hard. uh, And that being everyone. So Jimmy Graham's a really great player. To add to your point. No Allen Robinson equals... No, Allen Robinson. Equal I, I was going to say for Jimmy Graham. everyone's sleeping on Jimmy Graham, even the Bears. <laughs> I'm I'm still like yeah. I'm in shock that they did not use him like they should have against the Rams. It's unbelievable to me. I'm sorry. I Jimmy Graham what? is a phenomenal player. He's a six seven beast of a tight end. So I really hope that Matt Nagy uses him because he's going to have to if he wants even a slight shot of winning this game. Yeah, that's so true. Is there anyone else yeah, that you can think um, of? Yeah, I was going to point, monitor Mo Alley-Cox, uh, definitely, because if he's out, there's definitely going to be some opportunity with either Burton or Doyle, because I know Philip Rivers loves his tight end. Um, and Detroit is not the best passing offense, I mean defense. So um, aside from running, Philip Rivers is going to have to pass to somebody, and I think he's going to favor his tight end. Um so I think you monitor those two guys, Trey Burton and Jack Doyle, pretty, pretty cheap players. Uh, so, you know, they are high risk, high reward. Um, I think you should also monitor Noah Fant this week. Not sold on him yet, but I think he's a good guy to look at. If you need him in that salary of 6000 to 5500 he's right placed at 5700 
um, against a Chargers defense where they're going to need them. Uh, I, I like that a lot. And I think, I do think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on Tanyan. I know he hasn't got his targets the last couple of weeks, but Minnesota gives up a lot of passing yards and I, he's probably Rogers second favorite target. So I know he hasn't gotten his targets recently, but I really do think that he can come alive. This is definitely the most risky play. I'll tell you that for sure though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially the, you know, the Packers yeah. are going to throw the Adams, but who else are they going to throw to? So that's an interesting one for sure. Um, I want to go over defenses because we're kind of running, we're running into the wall right here. So let's go over defenses quick okay. and then hot takes. Um, I'll do my high, low defense and I'll do it kind of quickly. Um, Kansas city chiefs are my high defense. And if you think about playing down for any other defensive options, I'm going to call you crazy because Kansas city just was gifted Adam Gase's playbook. Albeit it's a pretty bad playbook, but with Le'Veon Bell coming over, he just told them the entire season's work. They have to implement new plays into the offense. you got a guy that has been there with this same coaching staff for the last two years. There's no way Kansas City Chiefs don't score a defensive touchdown this week, and I love them this week. You should find 5000 to pay up for the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But if you can't, you know, you should go all the way down and play – uh, the New Orleans Saints. I know that's the, the took defense it from that me. you were but yeah, no, referring was, yeah. to earlier, but I was like, but the, that's that's the clear cut one because the Bears could definitely fail to score on offense. Um, I'll give that one to you, and I'll go with the other side of the ball, um, and I'll do. I'll say the Bears at three eight. You might have something interesting there. Um, anyone else? Don't really. Yeah, play. I, I was going to say Rams you know, are good. My Rams two. are fine. Obviously, but, obviously we're both in agreement. Kansas City is by far the number one defense. They're, they're placed, but not all the time you're going to have a stack uh, that's good, that you can afford Kansas City. We would both recommend that you try and find one that you can play Kansas City in, but let's say you don't want to. Um, the Rams are definitely a defense. You know, would I pay up 100 for Kansas City? 100%. So I don't see why the Rams would be there, but if you have a fantastic lineup and you can only allow 4,900. I think the Rams are a great play. They're playing Tua. I, I think they're they're gonna he's gonna have a tough time up front. Um, so and then obviously, I mean value 3,600 against that horrible Chicago offense. I love the Saints defense. I think Sean Payton is gonna outcoach Matt Nagy. Um, so I really think they're gonna get a few turnovers. Well, at least they'll get a couple sacks. So. I like this defense at 3,600. I think it could be a really key play. Um, I don't see anything else. So I think those, uh, for us, those are our three. Okay. Yep. And so let's end this how we always end this. Give me your Kanye gut feelings for this okay. week, and then I'll give you Let one. me give you one, uh, and then I'll do another uh, player Kanye gut. Uh, the first one is I think this Kansas City Chiefs stack will not finish as the top stack this week. I can almost – it's going to be the highest owned or projected highest owned. I don't think it's going to be – finish as the highest. Um, secondly, uh, players, I don't think Tyler Lockett finishes in the top five this week. Kanye you get big time. Um, and then lastly, I know I said two, but I'm going to add one more. Nelson Aguilar finishes 
as a top 15 wide receiver because of a few big plays? No, God, no. <laughs> so, Matt, no, remember, remember, let, let's, let's, remember when I picked up Justin Jefferson as a top five? See, I, I know my wide receivers. I, I can do that. I got, I got my takes. All right, all you guys right, did the right. same thing. I'd rather go with Hunter Renfro, <laughs> just be out of spite and rugs. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is viable. And I'll Matt, admit that. Matt, yeah. I want but you I'm to promise me but, if I'm Aguilar not. finishes over, let's say, 15 points, you got to play him in your next slate. <laughs> I'm not going to play if, him in my next I slate. He's he not going to get you. got to. Friendly wager. <laughs> All right. I can create a lot of No, not, not, for, not for Who do they even, are they even not... like, let's say he gets a touchdown or let, let's pull it out. Like, let's say Nelson Aguilar gets over 15 FanDuel points this week. Who are they even playing? Yeah. They're playing the Chargers next week. <laughs> you got to put him in one. You got to put right. him in one. Sure. If he gets over 15, I'll put him in a one line. Okay. Next week. Love it. Love it. Deal. <laughs> He's not going to get over 15. Rodgers is going to get 30, and you, you never it's going to be know. game over at halftime. Rodgers is going to end up with two touchdowns, and Nelson Aguilar is going to drop <laughs> one, and then they're going to throw out the Rodgers. Um, that's what's going to happen. But, yeah, it's, that's your Kanye gut feelings. I'm not trying to, to <laughs> persuade you and not playing them in any way. Um, but I do want to point out um, I have one, and I really – think it's interesting and i kind of like it um but i'm gonna go out on a limb and say Devonte adams is going to be the highest scoring uh player period. in wow. the entire fantasy period uh, week nine week eight um so i'm gonna go with that one and i just love him he's probably gonna catch two touchdowns he had 16 targets and 13 receptions last week if he's running the ball Unreal. 13 times and he almost got 200 yards, and he's going up against a worse defense this week, you should expect him to have similar numbers this week. And I don't think Lockett is going to score three touchdowns and have 200 yards like he did last week. So I'm going to say Devontae Adams is the number one player scoring-wise fantasy this week. And then I I already kind of alluded to it, J.K. Dobbins. If he's going to be 1% owned, Give me that 1%. I'll be in that 1% range because he's so cheap and I can go ahead and afford Devontae Adams and one of those star running backs. So I'm going to go ahead and say J.K. So Matt, is my, one of my favorite plays. And I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more play. Don't say I didn't do anything for you, but give me LaMichael P. Ryan against uh, Ooh, for the Jets. That is bold. Give me LaMi- LaMichael P. Ryan. I love it. Yeah. I'll take him against a so, really bad uh, before we go, defense. We could even do this. J.K. Dobbins versus Nelson Aguilar. Do I, can <laughs> well, I get what's like your a buffer? buffer with that? Like you give you give a Let's two point lead I love on it. Dobbins. Love it. <laughs> All right. Deal. Cool. Well, deal. I, I mean, that's it from me. I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to touch on that, but I, I'm really excited about this week. I think it's going to be a really fun week. Um, happy Halloween to everyone. Yep, Hopefully it's not be. a spooky Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Right? Hopefully it's one of those good Halloweens. Yeah. All right. 
that just about does it for this week's edition of Slush Fun Sports Podcast. Nick, special appearance from Eddie. Happy Halloween. Have a good